Welcome to the Oh For Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the struggles of working in the food industry so that you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, coach and facilitator, bringing you our expertise of starting a food brand and working in the food industry for the last 20 years. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. So hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Over Food's Sake. Um, Today is a very special day because Amy and I are actually in the same building recording this episode. But rather amusingly, we're not in the same room because we're worried about it <laughs> reverberating. So, because because we are we are we are true virtual podcasters. So even when we're in the same room, we have to pretend. Uh, sorry, in the same house, we have to pretend we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is all about time management and giving you some time management tips. Which, when Amy suggested we did this episode, I, this is one of the many episodes where I go, oh no, I can't possibly talk about this. I just, you know, this is one of my big areas of, um, I feel this is one of my big areas of weakness, but on reflection, I have learned, I know what I do wrong and I do try to implement strategies to manage my time better. And because I obviously work alone now being a consultant and when I had my food business I also did lots of different roles sort of on my own and having to have wear lots of different hats as we all do yeah because if you're working alone and I guess that isn't that different to now you know with hybrid working people spend a lot of time on their own and it's it's harder and I've found that a lot with my one-to-one clients where you know they're telling me they don't have enough time or they really struggle to focus because they used to have little breaks in the day where they'd go and have a cup of tea with people and and that sort of thing. And actually, when yeah. you've got this whole big day ahead of you and you're at home, it somehow becomes more difficult to manage that time. It does. It's more overwhelming, isn't it? And I think just allowing mm-hmm. your brain to take that break is really, really helpful. Yeah. So we're going to focus on three specific areas, aren't we, Amy? So do you want to go over that? Because you are really good at this. You're really good at giving advice on this. Yeah, and, and I would say that, that um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm really good at it. I think it's it, time management is one of the things that you have to to continually work on, you know, it, particularly if you have the, the sort of brain, like a creative brain or whatever, where you aren't necessarily that task-focused all the time. So it can, um, it's something that I've had to work on I think it's something that isn't taught a lot. And I know like really early on in my career, having a a boss like talking to me about how to prioritize a to-do list and stuff like that. And it was like, nobody had actually taught that stuff through with me. Yeah. So there's the three main areas we're going to talk about are how to prioritize, uh, how to time blocking as a kind of concept, what to do if you're a complete and utter procrastinator. (laughs) and the three are kind of linked as well aren't they yeah (laughs) and the thing is I think it is really important for us to talk about this in the context of the food industry as well because teams are more stretched than than they've ever been 
you know, it's got more and more difficult. And I think in functions like MPD, commercial, the the ones where you sort of, it, it probably is across all functions, but I'm thinking about the ones that we've both worked in, is that the ability to project manage time management is so important yeah. because it you know it is effectively yeah. becomes a project management role a lot of the time the other thing i was going to say is in the food industry because it's fast paced that has an impact on our ability to time manage because there is this there's always this pressure that we're feeling mm-hmm. yeah and it's that constantly feeling like everything on the list is urgent and that can yeah. that can be and that's not necessarily true no and that's when you get that overwhelming feeling yeah and the culture and the way the business businesses often work is lots and lots of people shouting really loud and saying i need it now i need it now and that's not always necessarily the case so it links into the other stuff that we we talk about about pushing back and and saying not automatically assuming it's needed now, like actually asking the question, when do you need it by? And not automatically yeah. assuming I've got to get that done right away. Yeah. But the, before we go into the, the real tips, there's there's some of the real basics, which, and they they sound like basic, you know, like when we whenever we talk and we're like, well, this is just common sense. And actually it's not necessarily for everybody. So I think it's worth mm. talking about those things because there's lots of things that you forget about. So a lot of people use to-do lists, but what I find a lot of the time with clients is if they have just one master to-do list that they use every single day, it becomes really overwhelming. So if you've got a to-do list, that has got 20 things on it. You just look at it and you just go, I don't know where to start. And that's when the procrastination kicks in. So there's different things you can do with that. So with a to-do list prioritizing. So I, I put ones next to everything that has to be done that day um, if I've got a big list. Or you can separate out your lists. So use, you know, have one master list, but don't have that to look at every single day and get overwhelmed every morning. Have that, but just have three things on your actual to-do list each day. Yeah, and what I do, because obviously... I love an app, as we know, and um, I've talked about it before, but I use, I use ClickUp. So and because I'm managing different clients and different projects, if I had one to-do list, it would like that a horrible, overwhelming feeling would come. So I have my like master to-do list is in ClickUp. So that has like all my activities. But then mm-hmm. every day, because I still also like writing things and it gives me that sort of, if I've written something down, it's got to be done. You know, that's sort of my, my immediate to-do list. So that's kind of, and that is my way of prioritizing, but I didn't really realize that that was my way of prioritizing. Yeah, I do similar. I use Microsoft to do, but the, and the good thing about that, if, if you use, if you have office, which a lot of businesses have, don't they have office 365? Yeah that you can you can drag across tasks from Outlook so you can when an email comes in because we'll talk about emails in a minute because they are a massive distraction (laughs) but you can pull them across straight away into a task and that really helps with the kind of that mental load of not getting distracted by that pinging email yeah because you can also what yeah one of the things that I find if I'm in that state where I haven't managed my time very well I start to worry about 
an, an email comes in and I think that's really important, but it's not something that needs to be done now, but I don't want to forget about it. It's mm-hmm. that horrible feeling of, so is that adding to your mental load because you know that you don't yeah. want to forget about it. So having a way of capturing that really quickly is really important. And there's and like you can drag it into your to-do list, Microsoft, you can do that with ClickUp as well. So if you're feeling like that, then find an app that can help you with that yeah. sort of mental load. Yeah. And there is, there's so many different ones, isn't there? There's, um, you can use Trello or that Microsoft have a yeah. similar kind of one for the, for the project management there's side hundreds. of things, but yeah. And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what you use, just consistently use it. Um, and what I would say, because I started using Microsoft to do say six months ago and to start with, I was like, oh, no, I can't get on with this. I'm much better with a paper list. You know, I was really traditionalist about it. You need to persist for a few weeks before you start to see the benefits of it because it feels like you're having to add to your workload by creating it. And the great thing about these apps and stuff is if I get something that comes through out of office hours and it's, I can, I can just put it in my phone and it, and it, you know, it puts it in that list because that, mm. it, there is something in that when you have, you've got something at the back of your mind, it stops you being as time efficient with the task in hand because it's always there. Yeah. It's like the mental load of, you know, yeah. of the stuff that's going on outside of work as well. So I, I want to talk about procrastination tips now because I think everybody I know suffers from procrastination in some form or other. And Mm -hmm. I think working from home makes it even harder because of what you said. When you're at work, when I worked in an office environment, when when your brain suddenly thinks, I want to procrastinate, what you do is you get up and make a cup of tea, have a chat with someone, which kind of restarts your brain. And then you go back and you sort of fall back into line type of thing and you then carry Mm on. I definitely find it harder or I have in the past found it harder when you're when you're in a house working from home on your own with no distraction. And I actually like it when my husband is working from home as well, because if he gets up to have a cup of tea, it's the same sort of thing as sort of going and having a cup of tea with your colleague and you sort of have that sort of natural break. So I think procrastination, how to stop procrastination tips is really important because I think it is a big time zapper. Yeah. And and I think actually recognizing that you need those breaks is part of it. So one of the things, there's lots of things that you can do. And one of the things that you can do, I'm just thinking about what you're saying specifically there is, is some, something called the Pomodoro technique, which I know I talked to you about yeah. in the mm. past, which is, and I'm not an expert in it, but this is my understanding of it. Um, and I use it sometimes. You set a timer for 25 minutes and you switch off all distractions so you switch your email off your phone goes on do not disturb you know if you're if you're in an office you could put a note on your desk saying don't interrupt me (laughs) be that grumpy person (laughs) and um you completely focus on the task in hand for 25 minutes and then you give yourself a five minute break and you force that break you don't do the oh i'm in flow i'm gonna keep going you stop and you give yourself a five minute break and you go for, you know, do whatever you want to do, cup of tea, wee, whatever. And you do that for a maximum of three sets, so 90 minutes. And it is amazing 
how much more focused. So I do it if I'm writing slides or something for a workshop because I could spend all day writing slides, but actually I've costed into the price I've given to a client that I'm only going to spend half a day on it. So mm. rather than, because that's what we do, you know, if you've got the time available, we fill the time. So actually by putting mm. a timer on it really, really helps focus. And actually it makes you realise how many times you pick up your phone. Because if you've put it on Do Not Disturb and you're conscious that you're doing that, like I have to put my phone out of reach when I do that because it is my natural reaction, particularly if I'm trying to be creative or think of something or whatever, is I, I all of a sudden... My phone's in my hand I'm on, and I'm on Instagram mm. or LinkedIn because that's where I spend my Yeah, life. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, literally putting those distractions physically in a different room, but setting that timer is a really good one. So the Pomodoro technique, you know, that it's scientifically proven and the right level of concentration time. But I guess you can adapt it to what's right for you. You know, if if you know you've got an hour set the timer for an hour but I think yeah. you know we are everybody's concentration does start to wane after about 20-25 minutes so when I'm yes. doing workshops I would never try and talk at people for longer than that because people can't concentrate that long. I think that is such a brilliant tip and I I have well, after we t- talked about it I I tried it and what it's done for me is it's really made me appreciate the value of being totally immersed in something and we were talking about this earlier weren't we because I've had a big project on recently which I've really needed to really focus on and because I'd done that Pomodoro technique it's made me realize that when you try and cram things into your diary it doesn't make you very productive because if you think you've got an hour in between meetings you actually don't have an hour you have like 20 minutes probably because there are always distractions either side and that doesn't necessarily give you enough time to actually be productive. Mm-hmm. So it allows, it's allowed me to sort of look at my whole diary in a different way and realize that I need bigger chunks of time to do certain things, which is really, really valuable. Yeah. Which kind of brings us on to time blocking and I've got some other things on procrastination, but we can come back to them because that time blocking thing. So if you flip between different tasks or um, you get distracted by an email or anything like that, I don't know what the stats are, but effectively it takes you a long time to get back into concentration mode. So one of the things that I get clients or I do do this as like group training as well, but to get people to do is to look at their diary and could they be time blocking in a certain way? So you can, you can time block by saying, if you do the same sorts of tasks, so if you're doing like repetitive tasks, so like say like costings or whatever, block out the time in your day so that you're doing all the same sorts of things together and then block out a different time of day for something else that you need to do. So something that's more creative. So an example for me would be, I really enjoy writing and that, you know, writing blogs and stuff like that, but I'm much better at doing that in the mornings. So I know that if I'm going to time block when I'm going to do that, it's going to be first thing in the morning because usually I've been out for a walk after I've dropped my daughter off and that I'm feeling more inspired. I'm in a better headspace. So that's when I'll do it. And then you can time block by the kinds of tasks, but you can time block by... I was just going to say, just uh, something just came into my head related to time blocking. 
in in the food industry, people are we're generally very very busy, stretched in our roles, and sometimes we have to justify why we might need to increase our team members and mm-hmm. having an understanding of how long tasks take is so important. And yeah. I think specifically within MPD and everybody can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like tasks within MPD can be sometimes quite difficult to time block or justify the time block. And, and what you said about creativity, Amy, made me think that mm. because there's an element of having to need some time in the day, which is sort of headspace, creative headspace, and the ability yeah. to be able to think without interruptions from the day-to-day stuff that we're trying to get through, you know, the sort of the, the issues that have come calls. up, you know, yeah. yeah the, well, you know, and I think that's really important. And so I, I just as you were talking about time blocking, I thought, God, oh, this is this is really important. You know, I mean, we're talking about it. Well, specifically, I'm talking about it from from my perspective because I'm managing different clients. And but there's whatever role you're doing, and specifically within food, and specifically within within MPD, it's an area where we are we all do feel so stretched, and it feels like it's you know I've just found it so valuable sort of really thinking about like how long tasks actually do take because we actually underestimate a lot of the time yeah how long things are going to take yeah and that's why we feel like we yeah exactly and that's why we feel that but that's why we end up working late into the evenings and yeah and that's so when I work with people about time management it, it part of it the motivation to get better at time management is to think about what you would be doing with the time if you weren't working and actually you know that's a whole other episode talking about work-life balance but actually if you have a reason to stop working that can help with the focus and help help with the the time management thing I think the other thing just thinking about what you were saying about working MPD and it's hard to time block and it's hard to schedule things I think so much of project management type roles are reliant on other people and other people coming back Mm. to you that sometimes Mm. you could schedule the time and to do that but you know procurement haven't come back to you with a cost or technical haven't come back to you with whatever you need so that can be that can make it really really difficult but it doesn't mean that it's impossible and I think there is a big thing around not underestimating the time things take looking at the all the meetings that you have in the diary there's so many people I work with where it's like it's back-to-back meetings and and actually being able to say I don't need to be at all of those meetings and Uh actually I need half an hour between even if it is half an hour because the problem that you have if you just fully back-to-back is you're not getting as much out of those meetings anyway because you're going into them unprepared and then you look weak because you haven't got the answers. So actually, you know, talking to other people within the team, splitting the workload between you, deciding who needs to actually be at those meetings can really, really help with that stuff. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, knowing when to push back. And I've, I've actually done that this week where a client wanted an, a, a meeting and I you know, and it can be quite difficult, you know, so if a client or someone you report into wants you to have a meeting, but if you genuinely believe it's not required and you give a justified reason, yeah, you should do it because that time is better spent doing something else. 
Yeah. And remember, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be as harsh as saying, no, I can't go to that meeting. Like think about how you frame it, but it's like, yeah. yes, I can attend to that meeting. The impact of that will be this on this work. Yeah. Yeah. So in thinking about when you, when you push back, it doesn't have to be as harsh as saying, no, I can't go to no. that meeting and I'm being really difficult about yeah. it. it. Yes, And it I doesn't need to be negative. Meeting. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I can definitely go to that meeting. That's going to have this impact on the other things that I had on yeah. my to-do list. Is that okay? Yeah. You know, it's 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 remembering it doesn't have to be horrid conversation. Yeah. Or would it be better to do this? What about doing this instead? Because yeah. you've got to show that there's a better way of spending that time. The other thing, so I guess what we're talking about is prioritising thing some things over other things and there's lots of prioritization tools out there like the urgent important matrix and all of that sort of thing but one that I quite like and it's particularly useful for things like emails is this do ditch or delegate well it's do delay ditch or delegate it's the same sort of thing so it's like when something comes in Sometimes it's okay if it's a tiny little task, just get on and do it. Just just get it out, you know, answering an email, returning a phone call, doing some printing, that sort of thing. Like it comes in, it's done, it's gone. It's but you know, it's gonna be quicker than putting it on a to-do list. So that's fine, do that. But there's things that that you might want to defer or delay. So there's they're the sort of requests that come in and you're like. I did not expect this in my day. So that's where you, you know, somebody might come to meet you and ask, oh, can you do this costing for whatever? And that's where you use your skills to say, okay, when do you need that by? And if it's an mm. unreasonable time scale, you start pushing it, pushing back or you negotiate on that and you make sure that, you know, so you're, you know that you're going to have to do it, but you're, it's at a time in the future and you, agree that and then you schedule it for the future and forget about it yeah and I think this this one Amy is the is the one that I think we should talk more about because this is the one that's really hard for people that don't like saying no (laughs) and as a as an absolute people pleaser myself this is the one Mm -hmm. that I find really hard because I like when someone asks I like yeah of course I can do it and I don't, and my, so my immediate response is the, yes, give it to me right now. Let me, let me take it off your hands and do it. There's nothing wrong with, with asking that, oh, when do you need it by? Because that can yeah. immediately alleviate your stress, but you're still providing that solution for the person that's asking it. So yeah. Yeah. You're not saying no, you're just saying not, not right now. Yeah. So always you know, ask, say yes, when do you need it by? Because I think that's something that I have, that's something that I've definitely learned by, you know, saying yes and not asking when do you need it by <laughs> and doing yeah. everything all at well, once. You're not, yeah, you're not getting the clarity, but you're also making an assumption. So you might think, oh God, you know, I've got to work late tonight and get that done now. But if you'd actually gone and got that clarity, it doesn't need to be done until a week next Tuesday. Yeah. So you didn't need to worry about it. Yeah, I think there's a whole episode in the saying no thing, Lucy. That's what's coming up for Yeah, me, well, we, like we talk this. about it a lot, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, so we could just do like all the different scenarios of how, how you might push back and say no, because I think that's going to be mm. useful. 
But I think on that, like delaying or deferring, it is important that you capture it because otherwise what happens is it sits in your mental yeah. load and you and it's it's just an added layer of stress so f- find your way of capturing that and then just forget about it and then there's the delegate bit of this which you know there might be some people listening saying well I haven't got anybody to delegate to you know if you don't it, then this isn't necessarily about delegating to direct reports I used to be I used to be rubbish at this and then when I managed quite a big team I got really good at it because when I first started managing them I would go into one-to-ones and I'd come out with more actions than them and I'm like uh something's (laughs) not right here and then I realized I needed to like reframe everything that came to me every conversation I had I always thought do I have to do this myself am I the only person that can do this okay then I'll do it if there was any way that anybody else could could pick up that task, I would look for a way to de- delegate it. Unless it was, you know, on that list of, you know, I wasn't going to delegate somebody printing something for me. I wasn't like a prima donna. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is that don't always assume that you're the one that has to do it because you've been asked about mm. something. Don't always assume that. And, you know, I'm working with some teams at the moment where there's a lot of slopey shoulders in other departments. And then what's happening is that they're taking everything on themselves. And actually, you know, delegating does me, you know, part of project management is delegating. You don't have to do everything yourself. You just have to coordinate it. So what are those things? And then there's the just ditch it. The ditch it bit is removing those unnecessary things from your day and that is the unproductive meetings it's the emails that didn't need to happen just stop doing those things because that will give you time back but again yeah. it might feel difficult so we'll we'll do a um, episode for the people pleasers on how you start to ditch yeah. things yeah and and obviously we have done an episode on delegation so that would be worth yes go and take a listen to that So we've talked a little bit about time blocking. We've talked about how to prioritize a little bit. And there's one more thing that I want to talk about on procrastination before we run out of time today, which is um, getting the really crap stuff done first. So there's a guy called Brian Tracy and there's a a book called Eat That Frog. And there's, you know, everyone's got a different opinion on this. I I know other people that work in time management. They're like, don't eat the frog. Do what is right for you. So eat the frog is basically the frog is the thing on your to-do list that you really don't want to do. And it's the thing that weighs you down throughout the day and you put off and you put off. And the frog grows. It feels it gets bigger and bigger because you keep ignoring it. So And it interferes with everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, it can be, it's not even necessarily work-related. Like if I am much better at it, at it now, but I used to really hate making phone calls. So like, you know, like if you've got to phone the doctors or something and I'd like put it off and put it off. And now I make sure that I do those things. That they're the first thing I do because do you know what? You feel absolutely amazing because you've got them off the mm, list. It's like yeah. this massive relief. It's a motivator and as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah. If I can do that. I can do anything kind of thing. There's mm. that. But it also just then frees up um, your headspace and and your time throughout the day. So I, I needed to get the eat that from Yeah, I, that's that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Because I do think it inter, it does sort of interfere with 
that your whole day because your mind is focused on that thing you don't want to do. So you can't fully concentrate and be fully present on the other things. So you're probably being less productive on that as well. Yeah, yeah. So what's your key takeaways today, Lucy? Sounds like a coaching session, doesn't it, when I ask that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, um, time blocking is, is really important. And because of the way that I work, I do like working fluidly and I do like being able to move. And I say move rather than jump from one task to another because I have definitely got better at moving to tasks and I much better understand the time that I need to be as productive as I need to be. So I've sort of reframed how I work because I I do like working on different things sort of next to each other, not simultaneously. Um, But having that mental note of time blocking has really helped me be more productive. The other thing that is very important that I need to do more of is switching off notifications, getting away (laughs) from those things that are distracting. That Mm -hmm. that is so hard. And I have started using um, Do Not Disturb on my phone. And actually, I think what you said, Amy, about moving your phone away is also a really good one because even when it's on Do Not Disturb, I find myself like tapping my, like it's like a twitch I've got tapping my phone. Yeah, I think it's like an, I think we're, our phones have become extensions of our hands, haven't yeah, they? And it's it definitely just, you just unconsciously just pick it up. So you've yeah. got to have it out of reach. Yeah, yeah. So I think they are they're my they're my two big that, that they're the ones for me that are the uh, at the moment the most important things for me to help me with my time management. Yeah, and I think for me number one would be the distraction thing, and uh, finding. For, for what's going on for me in my business at the minute is that prioritization thing and exactly what we, you were talking about I'm a people pleaser and I get lots of people saying can I just put a call in with you can I just can I just and actually mm. my automatic reaction is to say yes but actually to kind of look at that is it something that I need to do yes I can do that but in three weeks time not tomorrow like you want it or whatever yeah, um, yeah. is going to be a big thing for me so so I hope you found that useful today yeah I think it's it's um it's been a really good one I think <laughs> because it's something that I <laughs> I definitely need to do more of so um yeah hopefully you've all found it really really interesting and let us yeah, know come um, and join us in our Facebook group Yeah, and I'll put some questions up in the Facebook group after this episode goes out just to help you reflect on um, what might be holding you back in terms of your time because I think we all feel like we haven't got enough time and we can't create more time. You know, there literally are 24 hours in the day, but where might you be holding yourself back when it comes to time management? Yeah, So thanks, everybody, and we will see you next time. See you next time. joining us today and we hope you've enjoyed it take care and catch us next week and if you'd like to get in touch with us personally lucy is available for consultancy advice and is able to offer a free discovery call find her on instagram at out to launch mpd or over on linkedin and if you want to reach out to amy for any coaching or facilitation support then you can find her at amy wilkinson coaching on facebook instagram or linkedin thanks again i'm lucy and i'm amy See you next time.